All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, September 23rd, 2022, episode 43. Mike Pihoti here, sitting across the table from me, Mr. Michael Gervasi, yeah, as yeah. always. And we have in studio our first special guest of the 22-23 school year, Mr. Kyle Wallavera. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm not breaking the the effect button this week. I'm actually no. I worked it into the show. What did you good think? Work. Did you like that? It was good. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. You could have gotten real fans to do that for me, but that's okay. Well, it's a closed studio. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> I don't think he's impressed. He does not seem impressed with the applause, but that's fine. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I'm impressed. Okay. Go ahead. With you. All right. So I got heart like John Starks, getting mad sparks. Pass me the mic, and I'll be rocking the whole park. Mike. And is that uh, Limp Biscuit? No. Oh, my God. That's a hell no. Jeez, oh, Pete. I'm going to get myself fired you say that here. Oh, I got this one. I got this one. Yeah. Beastie Boys and Q-Tip, uh-huh. 94. Yep. The album was, oh, my gosh. What's it called? Ill something? Ill Communication. Ill communication. You're killing it, man. Oh, oh man. Well, uh, this guy. I mean, he may have to be our new, uh, well, he may, maybe past a Wally or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I do have a hip-hop EP myself. So I'm kind and of what, you want to plug your a, business since your partner's here? So you go ahead. We'll, and you could tell the true story. Oh, about, yeah. How, we, how we, it started. We we planned for, you're talking about for the, the rap song? Just no, 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 the, you're the dumb rap. <laughs> the dumb rap. Try to keep up here, well, Wally. Well, we do... Uh, Mike Gervasi and I, we have a DJ company, uh, best and most affordable DJs downriver. What's our slogan? No stupid stuff. No stupid stuff. We yeah. are the dumb rats. All right, well, there you go. We, the, the little pub there. Competition with who? Wise Out Music. Uh-huh, who uh-huh. We're slowly phasing into retirement, I think. Yeah. So it's, you guys, you guys been, you may be from what I've heard, you've been retired for about 15 years, <laughs> stealing money. <laughs> so, some, That's a rumor. The Taylor Homecoming dance from a couple years ago may agree with the. Um, what do you got? You got any um, corrections or feedback from last week? I want to do something really quick. Go I ahead. totally dropped the ball on this one. We talked about flashbacks of early years in education and. Man, school lunch from early years of education to compared to what it is now. Thanks, Obama, Michelle Obama. Yeah, uh, you know it was. Man, there were some good lunches. This people always are shocked when I tell my kids this. There were fountain Coke machines in the food area where you pick up lunch. Two of them. Yeah, and you could get Coke, Cherry Coke, Dr Pepper, a fountain Coke with your yeah. lunch. Like how the times have changed. And I personally feel that I think that lunch should be whatever it is. People need to learn self-control on their own. But, of course, I have no self-control with food. So, Well, I remember Taylor Kennedy. We used to have this pizza called the Fiestata. And oh, yeah. You could feel that running through your veins, coursing through your veins after. I mean, but it was so every, popular. every Tuesday and Thursday here was Chicken Tender Day, deep fried, not baked. I saw those chicken tenders the other day in the uh, – Yeah, they were a little bit flabby. <laughs> yeah, deep fried, <laughs> French fries, chili cheese fries. So I, I dropped the ball on that. Totally missed throwback lunch. Do you, yeah. you have any other feedback? Yeah, I, so shout out to my man Deontay in Arizona. He sent a pretty good one. Um, areas of weakness that we t- what's your greatest weakness in interviews? This is the ultimate euphemism. What they use at, at, at his place is areas of opportunities. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Um, and then the other thing I've gotten a lot about um, pumpkin pie uh, definitely being overrated. The agreement there again, my man Deontay, the Pate family, they're back. Um, <laughs> Joaquin is a big fan of everything pumpkin. He's he's yeah. he's with me on that. So yeah, I, I, pumpkin spiced Oreos. I hear. Yes, like yes, I, yes. Yeah. If wow. you just get a little pie pumpkin, you literally cut it in half, put it in the oven, and you take that out, and you can mix it with butter and have pumpkin butter. Oh, oh my man. gosh, it's so easy too. It sounds complicated. You just got to be careful dissecting that pumpkin because it can roll. 
you know, we should have him like do a cooking segment. Yeah, like a, he does once a month. Like a food. he's stuff. like yeah, yes. he's a gardener and Foodie. a cooker, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also with the foreign language club. This guy is is amazing. What he does, he oh, brings stop it. <laughs> he brings in. All, I've talked about this. All these foods from all over the world, yep. and we got know. the uh, Day of the Dead is usually our first one. I actually have my first meeting next week, but we'll plan for Day of the Dead. All Mexican food. Good one. Well, there you go. Any Carlson students that are listening, join the Foreign Language Club. Yeah, it's, I, I tell them that all the time. And, and for those of our friends that maybe not don't know or uh, remember Mr. Wallovera, he was our video videographer when we were on our Europe trip earlier this year. Yeah. He made a couple appearances there, and he did a great job. Yeah, just one little slip one up mishap, of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> that ended up being a classic moment. Yeah, yeah it worked, though, out, so. worked out totally well. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into our stock questions. You know, like right, where you yeah. came from, where you did your education, and uh, all right, well, how was, you ended up down here in Gibraltar from yeah, fashionable Ferndale, yeah, well, or really from Rochester, but go ahead. Right, yeah. So I was born in beautiful Detroit, Michigan, Sinai Hospital. Grew up in Redford till I was about seven. Then I moved to Rochester Hills, Michigan, up in Oakland County. I went to Rochester Adams High School. Who's um, your famous alum? That's there? Well, we have several. We have some Olympians, but I think Madonna takes yeah, the Yeah, that, that's what I meant. You're a famous yeah. alumna, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, you know her last name? Yep, Madonna. It's Italian. It's, uh, oh, man. Italian. Yeah, that is it. Yep. One of my favorite uh, restaurants growing up, they had the class of whatever it was, 70-whatever, and we'd always look for her picture in there. But they weirdly never really acknowledged her at the school. Really? Well, uh, you know, I think she was kind of controversial for a while. So, but um, then I went to uh, Wayne State University, went to study pre-pharmacy, and uh, failed a couple classes. <laughs> <laughs> Organic chemistry, just I just was not interested. And uh, I always was really good at French growing up, so I went back to the languages. And I was like, man, way more people speak Spanish, so I studied Spanish. Graduated with a degree in Spanish and English from Wayne State. Um, I went and spent a month in Peru to get my Spanish going. Then I had some odd jobs for a few years. Uh, fast food, you know, Panera, Starbucks, tutoring, substitute teaching. Figured I'd become a full-time teacher. Went back on my master's at Oakland University. Applied. I was applying all over the, you know, the Tri-County area, and I saw a job for Gibraltar. And I'm like, what is Gibraltar? <laughs> As most people and say. And I put it into Google Maps, and it was like 35 minutes. I'm like, oh, you know, it's not too horrible. And I, I came down here, funny story. On my way to my interview, whatever happened, Google Maps was wrong. It sent me the wrong way. I was way out at Vreeland and Telegraph. Mm. And my brakes went out in my car. I had a hole in my brake line. Oh, so I came to the interview using my e-brake. And I was just like, at that point, I showed up for the interview. I'm like, man, I like, I can't even focus on this interview. So I think I was relaxed. I was just worried about my car. And then I got on my interview, and you know, that little strip mall across the street from the board office. I was there for about three hours, calling everybody I knew, seeing if they could pick me up way down river. That's but, not a bad strip mall with Reeland Market and Seven Eleven there. Oh yeah, yeah. there ice cream. <laughs> Not a bad place to be stranded. No. So I didn't have any money. Um, oh, well, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I started here, and I liked it. Great staff. You guys are my good friends. Lots of people here. And uh, I'm like, this is where I'm going to stay. So Well, awesome, and welcome. Excellent. He did a great job with Miss um, Simone planning the trip to, yeah. uh, that we went to on spring break. So that's part of uh, what he did and held things together when we got – 
we told we a long told story about yes. the Barcelona airport and almost getting beat up by some random Scottish dude, but we uh, we made it. So yeah, he was angry. He was angry, but you know what? We'll never see him again, thankfully. All right, so we do two stock questions with each um, of our special guests. I don't know if you know them or not from listening to previous episodes. I'm probably, probably oh, I'm an some. avid listener. I, so I we're going to say it's your birthday, and you have the option, and people have answered this one of two ways. They tell us the restaurant they want to go to or if it's a certain home-cooked meal and by whom. So meal is totally up to you. You can either go out to eat or, so I want to know the restaurant, or if not, if you're eating at home, like who is preparing this meal? All right, I am going out to eat since I can go anywhere. Okay, okay I'm going to go to my favorite place up in the Keweenaw Peninsula. Um, Four Sons Fish and Chips in Hancock, Michigan. Okay. So they have the best fried lake whitefish there. Catch it in the morning, French fries. Uh, it's a great meal. And they actually have a fish market there, too, where you can buy the fresh fish, Peterson's Fish Market. So did so. you stumble upon this place on a trip, or did you? Um, so I've been going up there every year with my family because my dad's um, parents are from that area. Okay. But um, actually, like, the rest of the people in my family aren't don't love fish. So my wife and I tried it one day, and we are like, this is the best fish ever. So, again, what's your meal again? I'm sorry, I sort of cut you off. It's uh, it's a deep-fried white fish basket. Okay. So, and it comes with French fries and coleslaw, and it's delicious. Freshly caught. All right, excellent. Cool. Neat. Mr. Gervasi? So you can eat with one person, alive or dead. Who's it going to be? I had a few names, but as a music guy, i got to go with Robert Johnson. Are you guys familiar with Robert Johnson? Enlighten us. Oh, yes. man. Okay. So Robert Johnson was a blues guitarist um, from Mississippi. He actually died when he was 27, so he's like the original 27 Club person. Yeah, that's, I was just going to say, that's a deep club there. Yeah, and a lot of these rock musicians that learned how to play guitar would listen to these old Delta Blues artists, including Robert Johnson's one of the most famous. Um, and I like him because there's a lot of mystery about him. There's only two photographs. There's two albums. There's a lot of people think he got poisoned when he died, strychnine poisoning. Um, very mysterious. He has a lot of lyrics about, you know, the lore of meeting the devil at the crossroads and learning how to play guitar that way. So, you know, he's he's got the skill. I love the music. He's got that lore to him, that that mystery. I would just like to know more about him. Awesome. And maybe jam with him a little bit. That's really that. interesting. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. So, yeah, Wally's a musician as well. Yeah. From our yeah. Games, playing in the lobby there in Barcelona before we wrapped up. Yep. Had everybody captivated. Excellent. Very interesting answers. Very unique. I don't think we'll get either of those two again. No, I didn't expect anything from Wally to be. Yeah, be, uh, that, I, yeah I didn't expect it to be Chili's. No, I, <laughs> right. It was. Well, I, I made some notes here. I was ready for today. You okay, know. well, you're prepared. You know, yeah, like you said, you're an avid listener. Um, we are going to allow you to give the mic of the week. Now, he asked us, we don't have our mic wall updated. I'm slacking on this. I, we still have Michael Bluth sitting here, Jason Bateman, that oh, i got to get up. We, we have a lot of We work have a lot of we, I still have yeah. to do all the summer ones, so I said yeah. there'll be no harm. Do you currently see your Michael up here right now? That doesn't mean we haven't used him. So. No, I don't, and okay. I, I checked. You guys haven't used him. Okay, so, so we are going to allow you as our guest to uh, give us our Michael of the week. And then that will be my push to get all these Michaels up. I'll do the yeah. whole summer, and we'll get all these up. So, all right, I'm going with Mike Valeni of 97 oh, on the ticket. Boom Yes, wow. I'm a huge fan of Mike Valeni's show, um, and it's not always because I like what he's saying. Sometimes he gets me really angry, but you know, as an entertainer, always you know, he, he understands that. And sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it gets me mad, but you know, he's always honest. I think he runs the best radio show I've ever listened to. 
Um, and I'm teaching this journalism class now. Actually, we're going to be in here podcasting yeah. at some point this semester. Um, and he's just somebody that I really respect. Um, just the best show. I know. I know you guys listen a little bit. Yeah. So I, I fear us losing him to a bigger market one day. And well, he's too big for this actually, place. And he's tipping his toe in the water right now a little yeah. bit with that Boomer Esiason show. Yeah. Have you listened to it? Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I love it. It's a straight football for like yeah. an hour. Have you listened to his podcast? I listened to it. Like the old one, um, what's it called? Always Aggravated yeah. I listened to. And then they had the, he's got Cash the Ticket. I haven't listened to those ones very much. He, but. It's a lot more raw. It's 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 different. Um, not family friendly. Not like, family uh, friendly. Yeah, like, <laughs> although I, I used the H-E double hockey sticks. Oh, earlier. my goodness. I did. And yes. I mentioned uh, Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Where we're really towing the line. Here. Right. Um, that's, that's cool. Now, he, Mike Valenti, so former teacher here, Eric Stiegel, Used to sit by him at Michigan State games and didn't. He, this is before he was Mike Valeni and had some interesting little tidbits about Valeni sitting with him at the games. And again, Valeni just kind of said, "Hey, you should tune into." It was a local station at Michigan State that he had kind of got a start. And Stiegel turned him on one day and it's like, "Man, this guy is good." Um, but it was interesting sitting with him. Eric had some pretty interesting stories about him. Now we have no way of reaching him to let him know he's been. Yeah, he's off social media. Off anything, social so media. Yeah. I mean, I, just I like mean, me. Yeah, social media free. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to find a way. We you never got. A, we never got an email back from Mike Tomlin or a letter back no. from Mike Tomlin. So maybe we can try Mike Valeni. Let's. You know, and the other thing is with with him. You know, Terry Foster left, and he yeah. was alone for a while. And you know, they brought they were bringing Rico on, and you know, they kind of hinted for a while. They, the show really hasn't missed a beat. No. No, and I think Rico does a good job. He's he's a good compliment. At first, it was kind of annoying because they seem to agree on everything, yeah. but I think it's working now. And I I think Rico is a good compliment to him. And you know my opinion of Detroit sports media. I think they're all too soft. Yeah, um, everyone, and um, except for that, um, Carlos from the Detroit Free Press seems to. Uh, I can't pronounce. I don't know. His Monterez, name. Monterez. Okay, yeah. He seems to be a little bit, but everyone is so soft on every team here, and every owner, and every player. And Valenti isn't. And yes, I think he's harder on Michigan than Michigan State, but he's also hard on Michigan he State. Yes, he is absolutely. Um, you know, he's not afraid to. I mean, you know, he wanted D'Antonio gone. You know, well before D'Antonio made mm-hmm. the last minute call, so he's not afraid to. You know, say you know how it is. And again, that's part of his thing. I think. I don't think, and again, now I'm a state of Michigan man, so I don't. I don't think he's any harder on Michigan than he is on Michigan State. I, I just think that when people don't do their jobs, he calls them out on it. I think he's a, he trolls a little bit. I he think does. He, I think that's part. More people are Michigan fans in the Metro Detroit area, so I think you're going to rile more people up. Yeah, and that's part of that. We know that. We talk about yes, that. That's yes. their stick. They want to yes. get people calling in, and they so. do it all the time. Whenever whenever there's dead dead time, they find a it's way to the, get that find Michigan a way, State rivalry. Right. Right. Although the Lions may be back, so. yeah. Oh, they're um, back. Trust me. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, our education topic this wait, week. Wait, wait. I got to interrupt. Back from what? Where are they back from? From 57. I, mean, what, <laughs> I don't know. Where are you, are you calling them a playoff team this year? We will go to the playoffs. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm going with you on that. I mean, look at the offense. I, I, I could hear Max Bailey just All right, we've tearing his hair we've out right now. Here. We've heard it here first, so you know what? There you have it. Right off your Mike Utley, Mike of the yeah. Week, it's tying right. right in. So, um, Education this week, we thought since you're an expert in this area, and this is something we don't have the skill of. Nope. We have many skills, we like to say, but we don't want to Skills spend. to pay the bills. A skill that we both do not have and is speaking a foreign language. Um, I did take Spanish one and two in high school. Did you take any foreign language? I did. I took Spanish one and what two. What about college? 
No. See, in, yeah, at Eastern, you didn't they have didn't to. Re- yeah, they no. didn't. Eastern, you, if you took an extra English lit class, which I had to for my major anyway, it was the equivalent of taking a foreign language. Eastern was very. They were, and you know, I found this out after, you know, I, I kind of flirted with the idea of going beyond masters in history and to get a masters at anywhere if if you if it's just a masters that's focused on the United States you have to have one foreign language if it's anywhere around the world you have to have two wow so in history in history interesting cuz you have to read primary source documents oh okay so i think you're not reading a document if you have one year of language no you no. had to pay, no they, they there's a test you have to pass okay. uh, in order to, yeah they're, they're not messing around you can around. click you can hit the translate button well, but no. it was before that. Stuff, oh, yeah. So. I'm sorry. I'm I've kidding. taken the test, yeah, so I, I know. But, I mean, to read documents, holy cow, you probably got to be in, like, foreign language four or something by that point, I'd have to imagine. I mean. Unless you have a dictionary you, with you. It, it, the type of documents you would be reading in a master's class, you would have to be beyond just, you know, even yeah. the highest you could get in high school, to be honest. But I'm surprised Eastern didn't make you guys yeah. take oh. that because at Wayne State you needed three semesters. I know at Michigan State my sister had to take four it was, it was zero. I, re- I remember the requirement. It said something like, if you take as long as you take as this many lit classes, you were fine. So, But again, back to the point of what is your – I want to know, in your opinion, the value, the importance of learning a foreign language. I also want to know, wh- what could we do different compared to the European countries, do you think? Because when we see foreign exchange students come here, and I guess I'll start this conversation with oh, this. Oh, man. I don't want to violate FERPA anyways, but I have a young lady in my one of my classes now from a foreign country, knows five languages, four of them fluently, okay, um, the one that she doesn't know that well was French, which she took, I equivalent to like people here taking two years of language. Mm-hmm. At, she took two right. years of French at her school. So she can told me she knows some vocabulary. Her, I took, I took a look at her first bit of writing from last week. It's honestly on par and better than some of our native born students, like her English written composition, which English, as we all know, is a very difficult language to speak and write, especially to write. Yeah. So tell me, I just want your thoughts on the values of learning a foreign language. If you, we have, we've done these shows in the past where if you could dictate the rules, if you could set yeah. them, how would you do it so that maybe more students would have a, how would you set up the education system to make sure that more students were like the Europeans that come over here? Right. So just well, well, in terms of the system, one major difference is when we have students learn the foreign language. We typically start at earliest I mean, you get an intro in sixth grade, but I think seventh grade is pretty standard where you can actually take the foreign language class. Um, You know, studies have shown cognitive abilities when you're younger, you're much more likely, it's much easier for you to acquire that language. So in in Europe and other places, I mean, they're starting English, Spanish, German, whatever, Mandarin, Arabic, whatever they're learning, they're starting right away in elementary school. And I'm I'm actually certified to teach K through 12 for that reason. Um, because, you know, people look at the system and they're like, in the future, it is going to go back to being younger and it really should. So first Mm. of all, we have to start at younger. Um, we need to move toward more towards immersion because these people in, in Europe, when they're learning English, American culture is so pervasive around the world. They have so much that they're exposed to in that target language. Whereas when you're in the United States, a vast majority of, of the media you consume is from the United States. So, you know, that does give them an, an advantage, I think, that a lot of these films and music that are popular are in the target language. Um, but, you know, we can simulate that with immersion in the classroom or immersion schools. Like I know Madame Simone taught at a French immersion school across across the river in Windsor. So, 
Um, I, in terms of differences, I would say those are the two biggest ones right there. Mm. Um, how confident do you feel? Like, and we did just go to Barcelona, and we know. And the thing about Spanish is, it's there's different. There's Dominican Spanish, right? Like in Dominican right. Republic, there's you know, there's always little. It's you know, um, how confident on a scale, I guess a scale of one to ten are you on your in your own ability to communicate? Like when you go to like a foreign country like that that speaks Spanish. Um, when I'm speaking to somebody in person, I'm pretty confident. I put myself at a nine. You know, I'm not going to understand everything, mm-hmm. and definitely regional um, varieties can affect that. But you know, you can always clarify or get you know ask them to repeat. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty confident with my Spanish, my French, not so much, but, but you do try. It, it's amazing to me. You say that. Cause I was just going to tell a story. I, I remember being at the Eiffel tower and you got me through a situation where we were ordering food and French? Your French. Yeah. Oh, I studied it for five years. So it didn't go quite so well at the Taco Bell in Barcelona, <laughs> but he wasn't with you. Was yes, he, he was. was. I was there. What was, what was the language that was being spoken there? Well, I think that guy's, he speaks <laughs> Catalan, but. I mean, I went over with him in Spanish. There's no vegetables in here, and he's like, "Yeah," or there's no meat in there. He's like, "Yeah,", yeah. like multiple times. And Would you, where'd the tacos end up? The ta- <laughs> so the people that were on the Spain trip know that I scarfed down three taco supremes on some sidewalk in Barcelona because my wife doesn't eat meat. Yeah, and after all this communication, we ended up with tacos loaded with supreme with meat, and so they're on the sidewalk somewhere. You bloodied the sidewalk. We <laughs> have yeah, sour cream, lettuce, cheese. <laughs> So uh, again, I apologize publicly to my wife Elisa. Again, that was quite the scene in Barcelona. But so it just goes to show. Sometimes I'm not saying his his job was not done poorly. I think the Taco Bell worker. Oh yeah, out. I mean I've definitely had some miscommunications in Spanish. You know, sometimes I I share some funny ones in class. But you know, you just got to be confident and go with it. And because w- w- another thing that happens is the students are so apprehensive to use the language. Uh, you just got to get that practice, and you just got to. You gotta not care if you mess up. And I think, and I think honestly, if you try, for the most part, people depending on the work, you know, everyone, you never know who you're gonna run into for starters. Let's just start off with that. Right. But I know, like, my kids would get annoyed when we were in Mexico, uh, when we went on to a trip, and I tried to use some Spanish, a little, you know, just conversational Spanish, and you know, like, yeah. it could be good morning, good afternoon, you know, thank you, and you know, and the kids would get annoyed. And then, of course, there was one one of the Spain trips. I walked in, and we were in a candy shop, and I. Walked in and you know said hola buenos dias and uh, and I, the, my son has a peanut allergy and so we didn't know what we could buy. Immediately this woman just starts talking to me. She thought I must have been native or something. Yeah. Oh, like, man. And I was like, whoa. And my wife's like, just turn around and walk out. <laughs> well, I I gotta say now I, I had the two years in high school, but I worked with a guy and we set aside some time. His name is Irmo. We set aside some time every day where we'd speak Spanish to each other, and it got me through Mexico yep. when I was there. So. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say it was comfortable, but I got a cat. We took a cab ride. I was able to navigate it with the cab driver. We talked about the election that had just happened in Mexico. So, are there yeah. any methods that for like older folks that aren't in school that getting it that do these apps work? Have you looked at any of these apps? Do you, I mean, like if anyone's Duolingo. going to like Mexico or France or, yeah, so I mean, I would love to learn Russian, but here it's a terribly difficult language. But, right. I mean, I, the apps help a lot. And I think, you know, even just doing reading and writing type of stuff really sets a nice foundation for you. Um, but I mean, you know, you get to a point where if you want to have a conversation, you, you really got to start doing it. You need to immerse yourself and traveling to that place where you're surrounded by it. And when you need something and you need to use that language, you know, that that's really when it starts, 
you're yeah. the you're, you're up against the wall and you yeah. got right. And that's something that I do personally. It's something I like. I went to Peru for a month by myself, and and I enjoyed it a lot. But when you're isolated like that, you are forced to make connections. And I'm actually going. I'm doing another trip by myself um, over Christmas break back to South America, and I'm going to be isolated by myself. And you know, I, I view it as this is what I need to do to keep up my Spanish. You know, it it's tough when you're. I mean, I speak Spanish in my class every day, but it's just so much different. Yeah, that's my fear for my daughter, who I told you tested pretty well at U of M. Yeah. But I'm afraid, like, if you don't use it, you know, she, and she didn't take it as a senior, but she did it, you know, 9, 10, 11, you know, middle school, 9, 10, 11. And I, you, if you're not doing it, I can't imagine that it's easy to keep up. Now, I do know from my few days of my few years of teaching at Wayne County Community College and in those intro English classes, I would have some students that came ESL, that were ESL, yeah. and they were the same thing. Was their English perfect? No, but it wasn't awful. And I'd be like, how long were you in the country? And they'd say something like a year or nine months. And I'm like, I go, well, how did you learn? And you know what most of them would tell me? Watching t- American television. That was their, that was. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget. About when, with the media being. Like Judge know. Judy yeah. and like, you know, just stuff during the day and like sitting there and listening to it. Vlade Divac, yeah. NBA, former NBA player, learned by watching the Flintstones. Yep. That was his, uh, it was practice. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good practice. I watched a lot of uh, Seinfeld when I was studying in college for my exams because I knew every single word and every yeah, single thing that was going to happen. So I didn't even need the subtitles. So yeah. I, I could hear, hear it, it, and I didn't even have to do any translating in my head. I just that, absorbed that, it. That audio is important. If I, if I had a wish, it would be that, like, I mean, my kid's already done there at the end of high school, but, like, in Next Generations, we got to the point where every kid was learning something in elementary and it became more of like so one more of the times when americans go overseas they have a you know they know the language and you know but i guess that's a pipe dream we can't we're trying to get kids to read by third grade yeah english right right and that's a battle that's so a we, we yeah. got to start early and you know i think there's big benefits to it you're just plugged into a whole nother world that you're otherwise you're disconnected with yeah you can google translate stuff but it's just not the same as having a conversation with somebody. And let's and let's remind everyone officially, there is no official language here in the United States. Correct. Yeah. Is, and the other thing, no matter what anyone may want to say, there is no official language of the United I, States. I think there is a growing, you know, as we become more inward looking, for whatever reason in this country, I think there's a growing trend of of not being worldly, almost proudly. Yeah. And I and I think that's one of the thing, big things with the foreign language. You're trying to break that because. There's a lot of cool things in the world, and yep. I think, and, and again, it's off. a great career opener. Like you were, you know, like the, for federal government jobs, for any corporate yeah. jobs. You know, we talk. You know, after nine eleven, remember the drive to yeah. get people to learn Arabic. Arabic yeah, um, but you know, Chinese. You know, Mandarin. Right. So that's that, it, not just to do it, just to do it to no, go on a trip, selfishly, but to actually be, you know, yeah. be hired. And that, that right. we talked about tiebreakers and job interviews. I'm yeah. sure that's an ultimate tiebreaker um, right away. So, but yeah. we appreciate your input. Great, yeah, great cool. stories. Great. <laughs> it was nice that the Taco Bell story got to be brought up somehow <laughs> through this one. Yeah. So, so speaking of traveling and foreign language, we've done overrated, underrated travel locations, but we, we want to do this as overrated, underrated foreign countries. Um, that's, I, I think, you know, and it doesn't have to do with travel. It's just like in your mind of all aspects of it. So even if you've never been there, just somewhere you think is overrated, underrated, I'm going to let Mike Gervasi start first. And then that you have, do you want to take part in this? Are you okay with this? Sure, I'll do all it. Right, all right. All right, so what's your overrated country? Remember, overrated is not bad. It's overrated just is not your, bad. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have the nearly the world experience that either one of you do. All right, so I'll, I'll start by saying that. But I'm going to go off of our trip in, in March and April. Uh, 
And both of my places, my, both of my overrated and underrated are in the same place. Now, let's remember overrated is not bad. Reiterate that point. Uh, Paris, to me, was overrated. I liked it a lot. I, 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 there was, I, I like cities, but it, it was what I, w- I guess my, the notion, what I was expecting, and what the reality were. It was, it was kind of like being in New York, and I love being in New York too, but it wasn't – if you give me a choice – I probably would rather go to New York, and I, I guess that contradicts what I just said about being worldly. But um, I, I love being in New York. I liked being in Paris, but to me, it, Paris it slightly disappointed from what I thought it was going to be. So that's my overrated. All right, uh, my overrated is England. Um, I ran into the captain over this last weekend at a local establishment. He's talking about our trip, you know, Stonehenge. I mean, it's basically New York City driving on the wrong side of the road. And the Wait, bars. who's the captain? Mark Nyholm. He does listen. You got to drop. You want me to do crickets or <laughs> what? Uh, he, he's listening, isn't he? He says he does listen to some episodes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that it costs a lot of money to travel. Costs so when I want to travel to places, I want to experience different things, and that's why I liked, you know, going to Spain. I liked going to France. I liked going to, um, you know, I like going to Mexico. But you know, it, but to me. I've been to New York City, I've been to Chicago, and I get it, and this is probably the wrong week to start doing this on the death of the Queen, you know, London. Yeah. There are some unique things, you know, Windsor Castle and that sort of thing. But to me, it's very – I guess it's just so similar to what we have here in a way, obviously, yeah. other than the older parts that, uh, you know, a little overrated, not bad. I mean, the fish and chips were delicious. I mean, probably not as good as where, you know, you get your stuff. But. Oh, yeah. So that's my overrated. Uh, you know, no – I apologize to the royal family and the royals, but – all right. Well, this is tough because um, I really do love every country I've been to. Overrated so is not I'm, bad. Overrated, overrated is not bad. But you said you said Paris specifically. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of interpret interpret this. I think he meant northern France because I know where he's going with this. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with somewhere I've never been. That's fine too. Resorts. Oh. I w- like when I want to go and relax and sit on a beach. Like I have a beautiful place in the Upper Peninsula where I can do that. So to me, when I go to travel, you know, I'm looking for cultural experiences. I like to meet people that live there. I love to meet workers and ask them about their daily lives and stuff like that. So I'm going resorts. I'll, I'll pick a place, Cancun. I don't know. Awesome. That's I, I, that's a good way to look. I know I loved it. I but I will say that I thought I, I loved my trip to Mexico, and we did go offsite. And I know it's not the same, but. Sometimes you just need a vacation like that. The Punicana was overrated. I should have went with that. Yeah. My Dominican Republic. See, I was thinking cruises. Although I, I'm a, not a fan, but that's not a continent. It's, it's not. The, yeah, it's not. But, but the, the other part of that, on a cruise, the first few days are pretty cool. But after about day three, it's kind of like, okay. Well, I, is, I would prefer a resort over a cruise because I'm not locked in some small little cabin. Yeah, least, true. I, you know, like it's the same thing. Have you been on a cruise? No. I no. think the only cruise I do is Alaska or, or the Mediterranean. That way you wake up in a different country every day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Underrated. What is your underrated? Yeah. Again, I mean, not travel location, foreign country. For, so Nice, France was um, Southern France. Southern France. It was, it was. So you split the country in half. Yes. I split. And again, it doesn't even mean if I stop and think about what I liked better, I'm not even certain that I would say I like Nice better than Paris, but Southern, it was, it was awesome. It, and it's just not something you think about. You know, when people think about travel destinations, they generally don't think of going to Southern France, specifically Nice. Um, but I, I just thought it was beautiful, and there was such historic scenery in a lot of places we went. I, I'm going with that. 
Yeah, and I'm the same. I think that this, I think when most people say, oh, I'm going to France, where do most people go? Paris. They go to Paris. Like, and, that, and that's fine. That's, you know, that's everything. You, know, you see the Eiffel Tower, Tower pictures and everything. And thankfully, Mr. Wallavera and Ms. Simone worked in the southern France portion of this trip because it's probably somewhere I never would have gone to if I was planning a trip right. on my own. Like, it, there's no. And the, correct me if I'm wrong. Madam Simone, Miss Marissa, were, lived there, correct? In southern. Yeah, she lived in Nice. Yes. Oh, so. Yeah. Just it's just nice to see a totally different way of life. A totally it's not yeah. not what you expect of uh, right. I love that think. train ride that we take yeah. there. Oh, yeah. And so if you're ever getting if you, you know because like getting to Europe is expensive and although the dollars at its highest value now, uh, you know getting so and, and sometimes you know you all you do is think about is London, Paris, Rome. You know you think of yeah. and I get it. I understand you don't have thirty days to see all this sure. stuff, but. Sometimes it's almost better to think about some of these places that, and again, Nice isn't like this random small little town. It's it's a tourist town. People go, right? But I think a majority of Americans, when they get that shot to go to France, right, they're going to they're Paris. going to Paris. I mean, that's and that's I get it. I totally understand. But don't. It's a bucket bucket list type thing, you know. Yeah. So, but don't sleep on southern France. No, I guess is what it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, it was right. so cool too. And then we went Monaco is, you know, right yeah, next door. We, had we had we the time, there. we could have gone a little farther and been in Italy too. Yeah, we were right there. But them right setting, there. they were setting up for the race. It was really cool to see. And you know, Monaco was amazing. Yeah. It really was beautiful. Yeah. All right, what is your underrated? You've been all over, so we're looking all forward right. to hearing this. Well, this one I got to go close to my heart here. Um, I'm going to go with Lima, Peru. So that's where I first had my first long travel, and I'm going back there for a day to get my flight out. So I'm excited to see the city again. But it, it was just, when I went there, it was so different than what I was used to. It was so unbelievably different, and I just craved that type of experience. You know, I, I love to try new things, and um, the food in Peru is so good. It's spicy. Um, it's just... You I, did bring some Peruvian food in last yeah, year, Yeah, there's a Peruvian restaurant in Ferndale. It's pretty good, called Culantro. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'll have that again this year, but that's what I'm going with. Nice. Good choice. Again, that, and that's like a place that's not even on my radar of traveling. That's what I mean. I mean, you know, again, we talked about always trying to do different places. Even if I did different places, it's probably a place I couldn't get to. But Yeah, to. usually when people go to Peru, they, they do Cusco, Machu Picchu, which I went yes. to as well, which is awesome. But I don't know. Yeah, that's the big yeah. Machu Picchu me, is always so. the one everybody talks yeah. about. Yeah, the experience. Yeah. Well, excellent. We'd love to hear what people's overrated, underrated uh, – Countries are of choice. Hopefully it's not just Canada and Mexico. Hopefully you got to see uh, a little bit around the world. If not, save up and travel. Travel while you're young and pay the bills later. Yeah. Um, all right. Hot mic take. Uh, we will start with Mr. Gervasi. I'm not, do you have a hot mic take for us? No. No, you're fine. That's fine. You can have input on each of these. What is your hot mic take for the week? All right. So I'm almost through season three. I, I put it on hold. So my daughter, Melina, she wants to get caught up with me and watch the last couple episodes. Are, are either of you, have you watched or are you planning on watching Cobra Kai? I am not. I have not watched the current season. What's the current season? Three. Wait, no, no. no. there's beyond that. Five, four, five, five, I think just came out, right? I think it's five. Yeah. Yes. I have been watching. I have five, not watched the most current season. My wife and Nate have. I'm about halfway through, I think, four. What are your thoughts? I In I general. love that show, but season four, like, they, w- there's something that goes on with the kids being mean to each other, and I just couldn't handle it emotionally. Oh, <laughs> it was just too snowflake. mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I'm a snowflake. So yeah. I, I was like, you know what? I, I stopped watching it for, like, a week, and then you ever stop watching a show for a week, you, you've stopped watching it for, like, six months. Yeah. So I'll finish it up at some point, but. All right. So I, I just I want to, like, it really, 
is addicting and it's so dumb. Like it's like a it's like gangs, rival gangs, but they're these rich high school kids. But I can't stop watching. Yep. So I'm wondering if the listener, if you guys, have you ever had anything? It really is. I'm, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is so stupid. But I can't stop watching it. Oh, yeah. Johnny, uh, God, I can't for the life of me, I can't think of his name at the moment, it is really good on the show. Oh, he's I, great. His one-liners are absolutely hysterical. His, his, his interactions with, like, technology. It's and so, everything he says. People. Like, yes. He, he says stuff, like, I mean, it, it just. So is that what's keeping me, because he's, he's so, and it's funny because I like his character now much more than. Oh, yeah, Dan. Oh, I, that happened to me in season two. Yeah. It's, like, yeah oh, yeah, absolutely. Two, I, I, and it's just crazy when you think about the original Karate Kid. I, I think that, well, there's, there's, like, Theories out there on the internet that if you watch Karate Kid and you watch it a certain way, that yeah, Johnny was the Johnny's. one that got screwed over by Danny. Yeah. Like you, he, yeah. but I mean, you you have that. You have, and the other thing is he's his character. The only other thing I could think of him in, and I'm sure he's been in other things. He was in Back to School, and he was kind of it wasn't he wasn't nearly the villain in, as he was in Karate Kid, but he was kind of the bad guy in that movie too. So I I think he just had that persona about it. But now he's he's so good. But the show is just so dumb, but I can't stop watching I mean, there's it. a couple things going for it. It's short. It's only like... It is. It's, it's 33, it, no, no commercials. Right. I mean, there's good, catchy music in it. There's For people like our generation, they're bringing these people back yeah. that you haven't seen in years. Right. John Carice is like a, a, the same guy. He is. That, you know, and, the, and you have the same feelings. Terry but, Silver's but, the same But he guy. sort of got screwed over at the end of like... Yeah. All these people you're supposed to hate end up getting screwed right. over each year. And then you're right. like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm supposed to like yeah. this guy now. Like... But uh, I'm just like, man, it's, it's purposely dumb, though. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, it knows it's yeah. so cheesy on purpose that I guess. It's, yeah. But even if it weren't on purpose, like, you know, I, I like to watch Walker, Texas Ranger for That's a, true. A That's a very reason. good, yes, yes. It's just so entertaining. It's so, I don't know, it's nostalgic. That type of, you know, everything's so realistic now to have something outlandish. It, it I guess so. You I, you're bit, right. So. I mean, I think I used to like the Taken, not used to, I'd still like Taken 1, 2, and 3. Those are. Super unrealistic. Right. This guy taking down an entire country by himself. I mean, you can go back. I guess you're right, but man, I'm I'm watching this. I'm like, why am I still watching this? I, I mean, I mean, work and life is hard enough. Thirty minutes of relief on a night that you don't have to overthink something is is a good thing. Right. I, you know, and, and believe me, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so much stuff streaming or. I've told you that my wife and I watch Love After Lockup on WeTV, which is about these weirdos that fall in love with people in jail, and they have the whole story of following Hey, you've them. shown me a couple of those clips. It is, it is very interesting. And, and, I, and I tell you, know, the, the line I used to my wife is like, what are these people? And like, I'm sitting here worried about paying bills next week. I'm like, what are these people going to do, like paying, like living when they're 65? Like, and I'm just, yeah. and these yeah. people, and there are some, you know, and I'm not, like we've said before, I'm not an education snob. There are some not smart people out there. Yeah. And uh, I watch these shows, and why do we watch it? Make you feel good about yourself? I, I guess. Part of it, that's it. Love After Lockup on Weed. Check it out. Maybe you'll find your love of your life in jail. Um, my hot mic take, and again, this has sort of been brewing, and I, and, I, and I guess I'll ask this of you after I get to my point. I used to be a pure Kroger guy on Gibraltar Road. Every Sunday during the school year, I'd go to Kroger, get my groceries. Never even thought of stepping into a mire because mm-hmm. right? it's further away. I'm like, I'm just going to get done. But then through the years, I got my prescription sent to Meyer, started joining their little reward club, and started. And so now my shopping has shifted to almost eighty percent Meyer, really, in Flat Rock. Um, and it's cl- smaller, but it's cleaner. The fro- produce is fresher. I get in and out of there. And now the last since the last, I'd have to say over the last six months, the Kroger on Gibraltar Road, the deli's never open. Never. The butcher shop has no meat in it. Like, there's no meat in the showcase. Like, I don't know. I think they just gave up. 
And I know nobody wants to work anymore, but Meyer is fully staffed, so I don't know. They're both union shops, right? Yeah. They're, so I, I, I don't understand what the problem is, and I don't know if, if people go to Southgate or up on Telegraph and West. I just want to know what happened to Kroger. I can't even go. I go there now. This may seem crazy. I, go, I still go there for two things. Chocolate milk, and that's because Nate's a chocolate milk snob, and he won't drink chocolate milk from anywhere. Kroger chocolate milk is top-notch. And their Kroger brand garlic bread, five-cheese garlic bread, you get eight slices instead of six, and it's delicious, and it's cheaper. That's it. So I honestly will go to Flat Rock Meyer, get all that stuff. Really? If I forget something, like gonna, I, yeah. I'll remember it, and I'll grab it there. But for the most part, that's all I do. And, and, they're, oh, and they're distilled water because Elisa needs it for something, and she can't use Meyer brand. Where do you go, and am I being a snob? Am I being a grocery store snob? The sushi chef is always working. Always. Always. But they're getting rid of... But the deli? No. The veggie rolls, they don't have them anymore. Well, I mean, I don't... Very disappointed with that. So in Southgate, I went to Meyer all the time, even though Meyer and Kroger were about the same distance. I moved here, and I'm I'm pro-Kroger. But I'm like recently I've been like do I because I, I did a little bit at Meyer here and there but at, at Kroger ninety nine percent but I'm starting to think about making that switch. Mike, the deli's not open. Like there's, the line is closed. Everything's covered up. And I'm not talking like nine in the morning on a Sunday. I'm there at yeah. like ten or eleven, right. like midday. And the meat counter has nothing fresh. Like you, if you want a steak from that Kroger, you got to go over to where they're wrapped in a, you know. But when I go to Meyer, you know, it's like a butcher shop. That's all like 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 what? There is a Starbucks in Kroger. Okay. Okay. It's a corporate store. It's not the same as a regular Starbucks. They don't, they're, and they're not very. They're not very. They're not very friendly. Not very friendly. Let's start with that. <laughs> what person in particular? I mean, it, it doesn't count as real Starbucks. Do you have a grocery store? Pre- you you well, what, what, up in Fashionable Ferndale? What do you? you so have some, yeah, it's uh, a un- different situation. market or something. Whole Foods. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's some stuff in Royal Oak, but we go to Kroger in Hazel Park, and it is. Uh, it's it's notorious. It is not a nice Kroger. It shut down for a couple days due to rats. But oh my god! Uh, I don't like rats. Either, when, when I tell people I go, there, they're like, "Oh, you're so brave in it." There you is wear a your minor. shirt, dumb rat DJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's just close. It's affordable, and there is a Meyer really close to us at at Eight and Woodward. But this Meyer, it's you never know. You could be in line for forty five minutes there. It's yeah. it's just. A crap shoot I, I just I just want items to be available. Like I want yeah. to be able to get and so but you know the only good thing about Kroger on Gibraltar, I want to give Tommy in the flower department a shout out. He uh he, he there's uh, there's there's, a friend, of, there's some friendly yeah, there's some there. very friendly workers yeah, yes. there too. So but I mean not in the butcher shop and not in the deli. And we did buy a nice cake there a few years ago when Stiegel uh retired and left. Oh yeah, uh, we did. Was, yeah. that that's got been, them laughing. So it's more than a few years now. It's yeah, been, that's quite a few years. Yeah, back when everything was staffed. I don't even know if you can get a cake now, to yeah. be honest with you. And again, nobody, whatever. I guess nobody wants nobody to work. Wants nobody to wants to work. work at Kroger, I guess, because Meyer is doing just yeah. well. So I don't know what it is. That's my hot mic. I'd like to know what people I'd like these South Brownstown people to know. If you go to Flat Rock Meyer, am I right? Is Kroger slipping? It is, in my opinion. Their produce had always been subpar, but now I can't even get a steak, fresh steak or uh, I hope cro- corporate Kroger doesn't come after us for this. No, I mean, it's, I'm just stating facts. I mean, it, it is what it is. Maybe, and then maybe Meyer will start advertising and sponsor us. Speaking of sponsoring, oh, I forgot this. We passed be careful Mike. with the sponsorships. Yeah, Mr. Rice, turn off the podcast at this point right now. <laughs> I'll give you about two seconds. All right. Okay, go. <laughs> 
All right, there we go. Thank yeah. you, Patrick. Um, we passed the Mike podcast did sponsor Gibraltar Carlson Cheer. We have our names on the back yeah. of their shirts. They had their big game Friday, so I want to give them a big shout out. They are one of the top. They are one of the top teams in the state. Uh, top team down every year. Thank year you in to, and year out. Thank you to Meredith Steinmetz for um, getting us that sponsorship, and we were able. To, I think we we did Miranda. We're one of Miranda's sponsors, so pass the mic. We're the shirts are awesome. They're yeah, really, they're, they are actually really sharp shirts. I, oh, yeah. they, they came out really good and. Um, so I want to do that. Um, want to wrap up with last week we did football picks. I was wrong. I thought the Steelers would win. You were right. You picked the Lions to win. Figures. So here we go. Here we go. I was so, there. So was here we go. The Lions are at Minnesota. Yes. All right. So for first place, this is it. All on the line. What do you got for this game? I'm gonna let you go first. I got the Lions. Lions ML. What's the score? Score. I'm going to go. We're putting us some points. 33 to 28. Lions. 33. How are they getting there? Uh, I think uh, Aiden Hutchinson will get a safety. Two point conversion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too complete. We can play the safety dance. Okay. Um, I'm not there yet. I, 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 it, we can't have nice things around here yet. So I'm going to go. Gosh, I. I Minnesota just played on the road Monday I night. I know, and they yeah, but they're, they're, a, they're a usual heartbreak team for this Lions yes. team, too. Whenever we seem we're supposed to be going on a roll, they seem to be the team that jumps up. It's and, a different era, you guys. I think you're right. I do think it's a different era, and I think this year is gonna we're going to be happy at the end of the year. I did say playoffs, but I just not yet. So I'm going to go Minnesota 31, Lions 27. Yep, there you go. And I will say the Steelers are going to lose tomorrow night against the Browns in Cleveland. Cleveland got lost a heartbreaker to the Jets. They are not going to lose again on a short week, especially if Mr. Trubisky is still throwing the ball three yards downfield. Who's Cleveland's quarterback? Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, it, it doesn't matter. I, I, the, this the might be the one team you're happy the, with your quarterback the, versus the The Steeler the offensive chart, showed they showed it again. It was the exact same chart from week one. A bunch of throws to the left and right at the line of scrimmage. And nothing else. Like I don't. I, I, are you call, are you going to sit here now and tell us they need to go to the rookie? I, yes, because they're. I watched Baltimore play on Sunday on Red Zone. The Steelers are nowhere near Baltimore. So what's the point of trying they to be lost. this? Save the same. I, Miami just scored again as we were talking. I, true, here. but 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 like, why are we playing this game of like just? They're like doing this game of let's just keep our heads above water, treading water. And I'm just like, well, eventually you're going to drown anyway. So let's throw this person in that maybe you can't swim or maybe can't swim. And Pickett's a little bit older for a rookie too, right? Yeah, like, well, at this point it doesn't matter. Like it's, But that's not the way Mike Tomlin does things, so I understand he's going to. But I think that if Trubisky has one more bad game, I think that could I think be, he'll pull the plug. Yeah, okay. but, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, also, one other thing about the Friday game, that when we did the, uh, cheer, the shout-out to the cheerleaders as well as sponsors, we did get to play your first um, intro to uh, Juvenile song. Yes, we did. Penalty from Trenton. So we, and the light show, I want to give a big shout-out. The light show is a huge hit in the community. Yeah. The light show in the stadium. Have you seen it yet, Wally? No, I have not. Oh, you're going to have to get to uh, a game. A, you have to go to a homecoming game or something. I'm going to be out of town for oh, homecoming. Oh, my goodness. Find a way to get well, here. And you're setting up I, I'm event. working the, the Woodhaven game. I'm working. Oh, the, yeah, you'll see it then. That the, hopefully, we're flashing the lights a lot. And, yes. And the 14th, I'll, I'll be there for the first half. Now, let's give a shout-out right now, JG, Jason Jenner. Oh, yeah. Big wins over Allen Park and now Trenton. Has Easy, he lost yet? Easily. Yeah. Easily, too. Yeah. He won by what? Four touchdowns? We maybe? didn't beat Allen Park a year ago. Nope. But they beat, us, they beat us twice. Yes. Handily. Gendron. Yep. I mean, he's got this thing rolling. On the road to Wyandotte, will the Bear Trap make an appearance? They're over in Wyandotte right Crazy. now. I think the Bear Trap may have... Disappeared. I don't think they're going to run out with it. It's a new era, you guys. Dan Campbell. (laughs) Well, I want to thank Kyle Wallavera for joining us. Great guest. Great info. We'd uh, love to hear your feedback on everything. Um, 
Uh, Mr. Rice, you can turn back on now. We're done plugging things. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great week, and we will see you next week.